Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Embrace the Madness. Very long time, very no see. I know it's been so, so long, and I'm super excited to be back. And I mean, it didn't really go anywhere. I just, you know, have been living my life, reassessing my priorities, focusing on my Patreon, because that's kind of this situation, this friendship, this relationship that's dependent on (laughs) providing services for monetary compensation. So I've just been kind of focusing on that as a means of providing things that people are paying for. So I've been focusing my energy on that while I've been kind of I guess, preparing, getting ready for, I guess, the next chapter in my life, kind of what I want to do with the podcast, and I don't think anything's going anywhere for sure, and I'm thinking about all the interviews that I want to be doing this year. I've just been going through like this complete life rehaul, which is equally challenging, but also fucking awesome. I feel super great. I know probably the last couple of episodes, you can kind of like tell, like I'm there, but I'm, I don't know, getting out of a funk. And if you know me or my journey, you know my life is ups and downs and full of funk. So if I'm on the top of the roller coaster, at least, you know, that's where I'm at right now. So I appreciate you for sticking around and staying here with me. And it's just wild that I'm still doing this and that this is like all came from me starting a blog a while ago. And it's just really cool to see where life takes you. So anyway, I'm excited to be back. I did want to talk about this idea of cultivating peace. And I mean, if we know anything as a collective, this past year has been just up and down all over the place in a pandemic, being questioned to our core, the collectives being questioned. We don't know if we can trust our neighbors anymore. We don't know if we can trust the government anymore. We're literally just kind of experiencing like a big what the fuck moment and so I think a big component of my ability to stay grounded this past year has just like figuring out where I can create peace in my life and eliminate any unnecessary suffering all that jazz and so I realized that It doesn't seem like this year has gotten any easier. I know we were all kind of hoping that after 2020, we would be rewarded with peace and security and safety. And it's literally halfway through the year and I haven't, (laughs) I haven't been guaranteed any of that. And I don't know that you have either. So it seems like if nothing in our external is going to change, then we're going to have to figure out how to change our internal. So that's what I've been doing and also doing my, like, breaking down my ego and myself and figuring out what's really going on and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm super happy to talk about it if anyone's interested. 
Um, but I've shared a little bit and I mean, really the whole podcast about shadow work is like where I've been, but now that I've kind of gone through that, I don't know, life just seems like a hell of a lot easier and I'm a lot more clear, clearer on my life and my goals and I'm I'm able to get through the really shitty hard times and know that things are going to be okay and know that I'm strong and know that it's all working out somehow in some weird ass way. (laughs) But that's been keeping me sane. And anyways, I just wanted to break down kind of this relationship that we have with our environment and kind of go into a little bit of the neuroscience of peace and safety and stress and things like that. And um, if you've been following my podcast, you know I'm super into psychology and kind of how evolutionary biology fits into this. And really, I think this is what I was interested in before I kind of just like stopped taking the academic path. Um, I was undergrading, (laughs) I just use undergrad as a verb. I was doing undergrad in psychology and I had started working in a research lab and that was super cool where we, we weren't doing anything related to this, but I mean, still looking at things on a neurobiological level and how different things in your environment and I think we were specifically working with toxicology so like how different things affect your brain and your body and your behaviors and really just what interests me is how we are essentially chemically driven to function and we can be like driven to do one thing or driven to do another based on what's going on in our bodies, based on what's going on in the environment. That shit is just so wild and so cool to me. But really, I think where I got super into it was when I took the animal behavior class because that's looking at, it was less of like a biological and chemical thing. It was kind of more it was like a a big picture biological thing, kind of just looking at how animals functioned and how they really, a lot of their behavior depended on their survival. And I was able to kind of see the parallels with humans in that we are essentially animals with really <laughs> big brains We've got consciousness, we've got feelings, we've got all these things. And to top it all off, like we're part of an evolved situation. And so there's just a lot more that's happening that wasn't happening hundreds of years ago. And so what's interesting to me is that we're still operating with these same brains. Like the thing is, like we... A lot's happened in a couple hundred years and since humans have been in existence. And like, if we're still operating on these brains, but like imagine how fast iPhone new iPhones get <laughs> created. They're literally, the technology is like evolving in the course of a year. And I don't even know if there's a graphic, but I'm visualizing something, but it's almost like an exponential growth 
where our brains are still like still kind of how they were I mean they've evolved like this has been like an evolutionary journey for all of it but at the same time technology has just evolved so fucking fast that it's been hard to keep up with it and so we'll get into it in a second but just like we are still perceiving danger where there is none because now that we are an evolved society and we are not living in these primitive environments and all these things, we, I kind of forgot what I was just saying. Um, yeah, because we're not living in these environments, our brains are not looking out for like an animal that's going to come up to our house and get us you know what I mean like but the way that we've evolved to like work nine to fives or have social media like we perceive new dangers and like it's just crazy to me to think about (laughs) like I'm kind of like getting ahead of myself but we're almost there but really I just think that this idea of cultivating peace in our lives is like the only way that we can create some sort of sense of control. And I'm very intentional by saying sense of control because I do believe that we really are very out of control. But when things are seeming so chaotic as they have this past year, and I mean, essentially our whole entire existence, like I think things just seem like they're magnified because we just have so much access to it and like social media and the news and the internet and just this is so available and accessible to us. So it seems like it's really, 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 really bad. But I kind of have this feeling that this has just always been a thing. And maybe just as we're evolving with technology, it's just seeming more intense. But all that to say, I think that learning how to regulate our nervous systems and kind of get back on track and take care of ourselves and take care of our little environment, then we can more effectively navigate the shit show that's happening around us, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to talk about that. I'm actually diving into this topic on my Patreon this month. And so if you've never heard me talk about my Patreon, it's this cool website that creates kind of like this community between artists and creators and their community. And so for my Patreon, I'm doing bonus episodes. I've been doing kind of a focus each month and I'm sending out postcards. So there's a really cute picture, cute, (laughs) cool picture of the sun setting over the beach in Pensacola. I went with Davis to go visit family and stuff and really just makes me think about just being at peace and just kind of just that serene, calm energy. And so, yeah, if you enjoy this episode, then totally check out the Patreon because it just dives deeper into this idea. And for the $15 and up subscribers, I provide journal prompts on the topic. 
affirmations, cool things, meditations that you can use to enhance your practice or guide you wherever you need that. And so, yeah, it's super cool. But I just wanted to kind of give like an in the nutshell situation for this episode. But so, yes, I believe that protecting our peace and helping us stay grounded is going to help preserve our energy. And really another huge component of this is like if we can kind of ground ourselves and stay in this calm, grounded place, we can use this energy to figure out how to work on eliminating this chaos and figuring out if there is a way that we can take care of each other help each other, show up for each other, and spread more peace and love. And that could be the optimist in me, but I really do think it's possible when we are intentional and create these realities. So going back to what I was talking about with the neurobiology of what's going on when we are at peace versus not at peace. And this is what I was kind of getting into. Like right before I decided that I didn't want to do academia, I had found all of this research on mindfulness and so many studies of recording brain activity of practitioners, even monks. Like they were literally recording the activities, the brain states that these people were entering as a result of meditating, as a result of cultivating compassion, as a result of intentionally eliminating chaos and stress in their lives. And so that fascinated me that there was a way to chemically and biologically attack this problem. And so I think that's kind of what got me into more of the spiritual side of things, but it still is so cool to me that this is all happening and I have tons of references and books if you want any recommendations. Um, One of the big ones is the practical neuroscience of Buddhism. That's like a Bible about this stuff. It's just super cool and lots of studies and lots of research being done. So If you ever thought or had any doubt about this stuff being real or effective, there's so much shit out there. Um, But yeah, so to get into it on kind of like a surface level. So I'm sure you've heard of fight or flight and I might have talked about it before on this podcast, but basically when stressful situations are happening, our bodies are signaling to the rest of our body that we're in danger. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about when we were living in more primitive times or thinking it helps to think about us as animals kind of on that level because we still have the, you know, the monkey brain is what they call it, I guess. Um, What is it? What is it? Why am I blanking right now? Um, Yeah. The, like our limbic system, that is like something that we haven't lost through evolution. It's still important because it helps protect us. And so when our bodies are 
receiving these inputs as like danger are what's called sympathetic nervous system is going crazy to try to put us back into homeostasis. So like what happens is, and homeostasis is kind of this, I guess if you think about things happening at baseline, like the boat is not being rocked. It's like, just like everything's really calm and chill and at the normal level. So because it's trying to help us get out of danger since we were animals at one point the way to get out of danger is to fight this danger or run away from the danger so our bodies instantly start breathing heavier our heart starts beating faster adrenaline is rushing through our bodies hormones and neurotransmitters are traveling all over to communicate to our body that we need to GTFO to protect ourselves. But kind of like I was saying earlier is that because we are now civilized and because we have different levels or different things that are presenting as danger to us, like (laughs) being late on a bill payment or having to go to school or working a job, our bodies and our brains have slightly adjusted to these new things. So because our bodies are still trying to perceive danger and even getting on like a psychological level, danger could also be being rejected or cut off. I do have a blog that I wrote kind of on this topic, but anything that, and I think I did a pod, I think that was like one of my first podcasts too. Um, anything that is like telling ourselves that we are either going to get rejected or anything that like threatens our survival is perceived as danger. So now that we're in 2021, that could be like getting really nervous before you give a speech. Like, what if these people laugh at me? What if these people throw tomatoes at me? Which I don't, I have never seen that actually happen, but I'm sure I guess it has. But anyways, these, that can be rejection. And what happens when we're rejected? Like, we don't get love. And if we don't get love, we might die alone. And that's a humongous fear. But like, that's kind of like snowballing. But you see what I mean? Like these instances, like getting rejected on social media, nobody likes your picture. That gets, that can get snowballed into this huge ordeal. Like nobody loves me. I'm going to die alone or things like that. Same thing, like breaking up with a partner. It's crazy because now that we have different things that are threatening and dangerous to us. These are the things that are getting our bodies to trigger this response, this sympathetic nervous system activation. And I think that's like wild, but it makes sense when you start looking at things kind of from this lens, at least it helps me to understand and kind of break it down and approach like solutions 
from a, I guess, scientific standpoint, um, evidence-based, if you will. So the thing is now that we like have things like the news or social media, (laughs) I have like a love-hate relationship with social media, but there are things now that are keeping our bodies constantly engaged in fight or flight. And so what this means is that like we're constantly getting either triggered or stimuli are coming into our environment that is telling our bodies we're in danger, send these chemicals. You need to direct all energy into making sure we are escaping from danger at this time. And so what does that mean when our bodies are telling our body, (laughs) our brains are telling our bodies to like get ready for battle? Well, things like cortisol or norepinephrine, like these things are telling our regular normally functioning systems like, hey, we don't need to digest this food right now because we need to run as fast as we can. Or, hey, heart, we need you to be really fast because we have to run really fast out of here right now, (laughs) right now. And so like, imagine what that would be like if this was happening every day. Your heart would never get a break. Your stomach would never really actually be digesting. You're not really sleeping well. Like all of these things are happening, which isn't good for long-term health. And like, it's great that our bodies are protecting us and prioritizing our safety. But the longer this happens, the less time our body can bounce back to go to normal. Like, Even going back to the whole thing of like the sympathetic trying to get us back to homeostasis, if we are constantly like, like if we're, if our bodies are constantly saying like, oh my God, we need to get away from danger, away from danger, like we're never actually reaching homeostasis. So we're always like in this state of like fight or flight. And so if we are always like anticipating danger, even if it's happening on an unconscious level, meaning we are not aware of it, like how, how are we going to expect to do anything? How are we going to expect to be happy or paint that picture that we've been wanting to paint or organize our life or do things that are really inspiring to us or take that trip we've been wanting to take. We can't because our bodies are literally so focused on keeping us safe. And something too that I came across in like reading some papers before I did this is just like the disproportion of health and psychological effects between different races and imagine the outcome of these communities and I'm just like thinking of Memphis right now but when they're constantly experiencing racism 
gun violence, trauma from gun violence, domestic abuse, all these different things, and just the disparities in these health implications and just the idea that you were constantly living in fight or flight and just it's just amazing to me like not the good amazing but just like wild to me that people don't understand that this is happening because of racism and because of systematic oppression and all of these different things and it's just super important to remember and to keep in mind and especially just because it doesn't affect us doesn't mean it's not important and I say us as a white person but it's just like this huge epidemic that I think really we all need to stick together because like I think everybody deserves peace. Everybody, no matter who you are, no matter who you love, no matter where you come from, you deserve peace. And I think that we are getting to the point as evolved societies where it's our job to ensure that our communities are protected and feeling safe and not constantly feeling threatened by danger. And I think that talking about these things is a way that we can kind of move forward and make people aware of, make people aware of this reality that like traumatizing things are constantly engaging our sympathetic nervous system. And only until we can recognize that and kind of counteract that are we going to get anywhere closer to cultivating this peace. And so when I was, I think I was saying, who knows what I'm saying. Um, when we are at peace, aka not anticipating danger, our bodies can focus on resting and focus on operating normally. And normal being anything besides running away from danger. And when we're in this state, the parasympathetic, our brains and our bodies are not flooded with hormones or transmitters telling systems to engage or disengage or do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. And by engaging in, they call it like rest and digest, but we're able to focus on things like eating, walking, using our sensory organs in a calm way, like looking outside, like appreciating things. And our bodies can conduct their regular functions rather than focus all of the energy at that moment on fighting the danger or running away from it. And not being constantly engaged helps us to like build resilience and bounce back and function more effectively over time. And when we aren't constantly like engaged, our bodies are used to acknowledging a stressor, working through it, bouncing back, and then like they can handle when stress comes and our body doesn't like freak out or freeze up. And so like I said, being aware of these things is really important because if you don't even know that that's what's happening, how are you going to, you know, stop freaking out all the time or 
making things easier. And so I think it's really cool and awesome that we can actually use scientific evidence-based practices to help calm ourselves down. Like taking deep breaths is evidentially shown to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, calm your body down, getting back into that homeostatic baseline where you're not threatened by danger. And so a couple of ways that we can start to create this idea of peace in our lives is one, eliminating these stressful things. And you might not be aware, but a lot of this happens through TV and social media and the internet. And the content on there is literally designed to engage our nervous system and like freak us out or scare us or piss us off or just like trigger us for lack of a better word but the news especially and I think that it's important that we start to remove some of these unnecessary things out of our lives so that we're not constantly engaged and I kind of talked about this and this was a big thing like just over the past year when things were going seemed way crazy like there's a point at which you have to kind of remove yourself from checking the news every day because you're just kind of like addicted to it and there's nothing productive happening and I think it's important to stay informed but I also think it's important to be very mindful of what's going on within yourself so that you're not like getting yourself into a depressive state you know what I mean And so when we can be aware of this and be aware of the impact that these things are making on us, then we can help engage these more kind of restful states to balance it out. And this isn't even talking about like the whole dopamine addiction that we experience through social media, games, all these other things. And like a big thing too here is to not shame yourself because that's like a huge loop that I've been known to get stuck in, like shame myself for scrolling or shame myself for being obsessed with social media and all this stuff. But it's none of this is to make you feel ashamed and none of this is to get you feeling bad about yourself. This is all about awareness and it's all about noticing how certain things can trigger certain unwanted responses in our bodies. And I think going out in nature is really helpful. Taking a walk in the park, getting out of the city, just like getting away from that constant stimulation. You know what I mean? And really one of my favorite things too is getting still like in nature. Um, Because I feel like when we can get into more of these calm environments and these calm states, then we don't feel so defensive and we don't feel so triggered or scared that somebody's going to come get us or scared of rejection because like (laughs) the only rejection that's going to happen in nature is like a bird flies away from you. And that might be sad to some people, but it's a hell of a lot less stressful than a human or your partner rejecting you. 
But yeah, it makes me think of like the nature sounds or the thunderstorms and all those things that help you go to sleep. But it, to me, it's like a reminder from nature that we are safe and things are calm. And there's also, if you've never heard of this, like the relationship between all and our immune system, or our bodies, but all is like this, like imagine the feeling that you get when you see a really pretty sunset or you're looking over the Grand Canyon or you can see the Milky Way, all those cool things. Like those are like all inducing or they elicit this feeling of like, holy shit, like that's awesome. Like that's so beautiful. Like it really, those things that like make you feel really small, but that that feeling is related to bringing more peace in your life. And there is some stuff too about your immune system, which is even sicker to me, but yeah, you can read all about that. And Speaking of getting still also is meditation and mindfulness are really good practices that can help eliminate stress. And I think the whole idea with meditation is to quiet the mind because a lot of our stress, I'm sure you know, because I freaking know, but a lot of our stress actually comes from like creating a scenario in our brain and then thinking or worrying about that imaginary scenario. And then we like get stuck in these snowballs that don't even actually exist because that's just where we're at in that moment. But I think through meditation and getting still, we can quiet the mind and stop it before it even turns into a snowball. And then that eliminates half the stress that has even existed. And mindfulness is another practice that I'm really, really a big fan of, but it's really just kind of engaging with the present moment and other sensory observations like what do you see or what do you hear or what do you feel and really using this as a process to think about things in your awareness that are real and are existing and kind of it keeps you from freaking out about things that you can't control and it's keeping you grounded in the present moment and grounded through your senses There's even something called mindfulness-based stress reduction, and that's just a series of practices that focus on mindfulness to reduce stress. It's in the name. One of the next steps that I've been practicing in terms of mindfulness and staying present is observing where my mind goes and what thoughts arise when certain emotions happen. And I know previously before I made this a thing, I would be consumed by an emotion and just like spiral, snowball, like thoughts would happen and then I would kind of get stuck and If you know, you know what I'm talking about. But lately, if I have an emotion, I just try to, one, acknowledge that my emotion is here and that my state has kind of changed. And then I notice what happens. Like, for instance, I was angry yesterday and... 
I just try to be very present, not really like attach, not really judge myself, not like get mad, like, oh my God, you're angry, get rid of it. But more of just like kind of validating it, just like letting me feel it. And I mean, I took a nap about it, but (laughs) I mean, I've just realized how important it is to stay mindful when we have these emotions. Because if you've heard of like the little metaphor, where you are the mountain and the emotions are the clouds, the idea is that you just let the clouds go on by. Like, they can come and they can go, but they're not, like, staying. And I think that we owe it to ourselves to treat our emotions like that, too, because we don't deserve (laughs) to have our minds, like, take over and react and hyper focus and then we've got like snowballs and we're just like in a in a big tangled up yarn ball but we can observe these thoughts and we don't have to become our thoughts and I think that that's really important if we want to stay grounded and even further like detaching from these emotions. I think that that will help us to cultivate an idea of peace because if we are going to, every time we feel angry or ashamed, if we identify with these emotions, it's going to like get in to the realm of like feeling like we are like shame or we are these really heavy, intense things or Like, our worth is somehow tangled up into this, and we are not these emotions. We are merely experiencing them through these bodies. And so, just really staying observant and mindful and present is a really important part. It's kind of like the next step. Once you've been able to get present in your mind and observe kind of the present moment then that's kind of like level two getting to the more sticky part and yeah observing your emotions which could even be another podcast in itself but I will spare you today and let's see um a couple more practices that we can do to cultivate peace is forgiveness And if you checked out my recent-ish episode about forgiveness, then you learned that when we don't allow ourselves forgiveness or practice it, then we end up hanging on to and identifying with these really intense emotions. And yeah, if you didn't already listen, check out the episode about forgiveness and you can get a super deep dive all into it about forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. And you'll learn that by releasing our like really tight grip on these feelings, we can give ourselves space and the peace that we're looking for. And and in turn, by holding on to these really intense emotions, we're using a lot of energy. And when we can release our hold, we are no longer expending our energy on things that aren't really like reciprocating or giving back value to us, if that makes sense. And 
kind of segueing into that, letting go is another huge part of making room for peace. Because when we are able to let go and stop fighting and resisting what is, then we can release our attachment to the outcome. And when we can kind of release this resistance, it allows more energy to flow. Just kind of like if there's a clog in the the drain or something, like imagine that resistance. But when you can unclog the drain, then energy's flowing. And we all want to use our energy for more productive things. So letting go, letting go. And I think just to wrap this whole thing up is remembering that this is a constant practice and that some days are going to be easier than others and some days are going to be hard as shit. And sometimes we are in like these really, really excruciating, tough situations and we literally have no control. But I think we must come back to this fact that we are strong and we are resilient. And by even just the mere intention of cultivating more peace, you're going to increase awareness. And that's a huge first step. And I think the more aware and the more we want to cultivate, the more we will bring in and it will start unfolding. And I think that through awareness, we'll begin observing and we can start seeing what works and what doesn't work and where we want to grow. So definitely have patience and definitely have compassion for yourself because this is, I mean, this is hard. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to joke around and pretend like it's easy because this has taken years of practice, but... I'm finally at a point in my life where things don't bother me as much. I'm not getting in my own way. I'm able to stay calm even when crazy shit happens. And I'm able to focus my energy on figuring out how I can give back to the world and how I can make sense of everything that I've learned so that I can help other people learn and make sense and move forward with their lives. So it's all, it's all working out. But if you are interested, you like this episode, totally check out the Patreon because we're diving deeper. And like I said at the beginning, there's just some cool stuff. And the coolest thing about Patreon is you get access to basically the entire database so I mean wow the Patreon's almost a year old which is crazy but yeah so you have access to everything that I've ever posted on there so that's super cool and yeah and you just get a postcard so I think that's a cool thing too but I just wanted to say thank you and I love you and I appreciate you listening and I'm super excited to get back into the swing of things And I'm also getting ready to publish my new website, which is so exciting. I just have to put in some finishing touches and yeah, type a little bit more words. You know, I love those words. (laughs) I'm like, I can't think of any, but 
yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And I will catch you in the next episode. So thanks for tuning in to Embrace the Madness and we'll see you next time. Bye. If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace the madness.